Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, and welcome to the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast where we talk business strategy while also vulnerably connecting on emotional resilience. As the CEO and founder of Scouts Agency, a female-focused agency where we get women as guests on podcasts, and someone who has suffered from, managed, and lived with bipolar disorder, the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship is where I find my success. If you are here, it is because you are ready to feel safe in your emotions so that you can live your life of purpose. Let's get into the inspiration, shall we? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Before I jump into everything, I, if you follow me on Instagram and if you read the title of this podcast episode, You all know that I bought a home and I am moving this week, which means that my shit is everywhere and I forgot the SIM card and the SIM card adapter to my microphone in the office and I'm on a tight timeline this week. I'm working from home today and I don't have time to go grab it, so I am recording this podcast on my phone with the voice notes app. So if the quality, the audio experience is not as supreme as it usually is, that is why I'm I'm making it work this week. I am making it work. So let's let's get into it. This episode is going to be definitely a life update around the fact that I bought a home. There it has been so much going on behind the scenes. Uh, we started this process actually a month ago, four weeks ago. It's been extremely quick, uh, which is something that I've noticed. uh, That's how I kind of work, which um, for better or for worse. But if you are new, hello, I am Scout Sobel, CEO and founder of Scout's Agency, the best-selling author of The Emotional Entrepreneur and the co-host of OKSIS podcast. And today, while I give this momentous uh, life update, which, believe me, obviously came with emotional breakthroughs and me needing to move a lot of energy. So if you're subscribed to my newsletter, I broke down kind of the emotional side of things and the tactical side of buying my home, but I'm going to go into this even deeper on this episode, which I'm really, really excited about since I have been keeping this news to myself for a while until it was completely official to share with all of you. 
So let's start on the tactical timeline, just the details of how this came to be, because I am going to get into the emotional process, which was quite great. I did not realize how stressful buying a home was, and I had a lot of realizations about myself, including uh, my need for control, how out of control I feel when I'm in limbo, as well as the fact that I'm continuously expanding and growing myself and how maybe while I'm so grateful for the expansion and the up level, I think I could use I could use some time just being a little bit more mellow. So I'll get into that later once I kind of go over how this happened. So Adam and I actually started the home buying process, I think a couple months into the pandemic. So I believe around June or July, just because we, my husband really foresaw that this pandemic was going to go on for the better part of 2020. And as we all know, it went into the better part of 2021 and here we are in 2022. So we were looking into more space since we were living in this beautiful, beautiful concrete apartment, which was absolutely gorgeous. We were just craving a little bit more space, a little bit more room. We wanted a backyard. We wanted to be able to go outside in nature in a safe way. And so as the pandemic changed our habits and we were spending more time, obviously, in the house, we started playing with the idea of moving into a bigger space. And we were looking at renting and we kind of just started to also look into the process of buying. And at the time, we looked at a bunch of different places, which looking back now at the places that we were looking at, like if you um, have not bought a home yet and you are interested in buying a home, I really, really recommend looking at as many different types of properties as possible. So we looked at a loft space, we looked at an apartment in a high rise, we looked at a detached single family home, we looked at a fixer upper, we looked at a we looked at a one that had just been flipped and was move-in ready. And the fact that we went to such wildly different options allowed us to see how many different types of living styles there are within buying a home. Unfortunately, in 2020, I was unable to pre-qualify for a loan because as a entrepreneur and a business owner, qualifying for a loan can be a little bit tricky. My husband is getting his PhD. Um, so in that sense, our entire home buying process was put on hold. However, it definitely ignited this inspiration and in and it ignited this dream of mine to buy a home. Me and my husband have been together this year. It'll be 10 years. We've been married for almost four. This week is our anniversary. And we, as a unit, as a relationship, as a couple, as life partners, really were ready for that next step in adulthood, but also within our family unit. So Throughout the whole year, literally a year later, we've been sending one another Zillow postings left and right. I was addicted to Zillow. I knew the San Diego housing market better than anybody else. Um, but it was really more of a pastime and a hobby since we wanted to wait an entire year to see if we could pre-qualify again and really just get our bearings. So we moved into my dad's girlfriend's house. She moved in with my dad during COVID and we moved into her home and it was such a beautiful transition. You know, when you look back on the milestones of your life, it's so obvious why things happen. Obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but 
looking back on this entire process, it just gives me so much faith and hope that I am completely being guided into the stages of my life at the exact right and perfect timing. So moving into this house uh, last year, October 2020, we moved into this house, allowed us to kind of test drive what it feels like to live in a home with a backyard and a garage and like a full kitchen, having space. We have 1,900 square feet in the home that we're renting at the moment. And I believe that that transition from apartment living to living in this beautiful home in a more suburban area was priming us for our inevitable responsibility and inevitable phase of home ownership. And so we lived here, uh, what, like a month, a year and four months, and it was absolutely beautiful. I'm sitting here recording this actually in the, uh, the living room, which I will super miss because there's beautiful windows and it's just gorgeous. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen it. Um, so looking back, it was such a blessing that we moved in here because it really did make us realize that we want a house with a backyard. We want a house with a garage. We want a house with, you know, this many bathrooms. It got us, it was like a, kind of like a testing period. So once we really solidified the fact that we didn't want to buy an apartment, we didn't want to buy a townhome, we didn't want to buy a condo, we wanted to buy an actual home, uh, we were still kind of putting the goal in the back burner. You know, 2021 was a very, very uh, large year for me with scaling Scouts Agency and launching my book. And so things were just kind of crazy. And so our home search was really uh, limited to me and Adam texting each other Zillow um, listings as time went on because we're huge architecture people, we're huge design people. So anytime we saw something interesting, whether or not it fit our lifestyle or our wish list, we would send it to one another just to check it out. And then I found a property. I believe this was, this must have been November of 2021. I found a property on Zillow and I sent it to Adam and we both just lit up and we decided to go after this home. It was the craziest experience ever because the house was definitely in high demand. The San Diego housing market is uh, wild to say the least. The inventory is so low that the open house literally looked like a fucking party. Like there were so many people there. And so I went into overdrive gear, which I now realize that I do. I mean, I've always known that when I want something, I go after it with a ferocity that cannot be contained. But when I decided that I wanted that home, I put everything into it. I wrote this incredible note to the owners. I left my book since I found out the owner was a female entrepreneur at the open house. I was one of the first people in for for a private touring. Um, I was the first person at the open house, the last person to leave. I chit-chatted with the agent. Like I went all in. And in the end, because the housing market is so insane, they received an offer that was much, much higher than our own. But since I put myself out there so much and made it known that I was interested, they offered... Um, they actually came back and asked if we would match the other bidder's price. And then if so, it would be ours because they liked us so much. Uh, we could not come up in that price, but it was such a testament to 
when you want something, going after it and making yourself known and making your name known, your face known, your work known, whatever it is, a lot of people can find that or they get insecure that they're being annoying, you know, when you're going for a job. Like I always say the most annoying person gets the job. It's the person who follows up the most. It's the person who wants it the most. And so I really gave it my all. I was really, really proud that I did give it my all and was bummed that I didn't get it. And I was feeling really defeated because I saw that that price went like $200,000 over asking price. It was insane. And with the inventory available in San Diego and with what our needs and wants, call them needs, call them wants were, price point, etc., I wasn't sure if owning a home was going to be attainable for us since the prices keep moving forward, etc. And so uh, with that, we were... In the game, though, we were pre-qualified and I, we put an offer in. And so I guess we kind of caught the bug and kept moving. But we sort of changed our perspective. The home that we didn't get, we felt was somewhat of a dream home. Um, but we weren't sure that something like that was going to become available. And if it was going to become available, the competition was going to be very high and most likely out of our price point. So we started looking at the idea of home ownership through the lens of an investment. So what would be a good investment five to seven years that fits somewhat of our needs that we can live with, you know, you know, God willing, raise our first child in one day. Um, and so we kind of took that emotional in love part out of the process and we put an offer in on a home in a neighborhood that we love. We weren't in love with the house. It was fine. It had what we needed, but it wasn't anything magical. It didn't pull at the heartstrings. It didn't make me excited, but I really felt as if rationally it was a great investment. And with the market as it is, I assumed or I thought that I should settle for just a rational investment, which I should fucking know better. You know me. I preach the magic and the awe of life on a day-to-day basis. And yet in front of the framework of the housing market, I felt as if I had no say in it. I felt as if there was no room for magic in that moment. Thank God our offer on that home got rejected because this home that we bought, our offer was accepted. So this is where this home gets really, really magical. And I know that what I'm about to say for some can seem magical and for others can seem like coincidences or just random occurrences. But I really invite you to view this process through a lens of magic because when you do you start to realize how synchronistic your life is, how supported you are, how if you hold on to faith and you hold on to your vision, life provides you and surprises you with things that you didn't even know were possible. So I went to go get my hair blown out at the salon in the neighborhood that I currently live in and they don't have Wi-Fi, which is a pet peeve of mine. I like getting my hair blown out and working on my computer at the same time. I find that it's a very, very great use of my time. It's a nice little multitasking situation. And they don't have Wi-Fi, which is frustrating, but the woman who does my hair is so good, I go there anyways. And so I went in the middle of the day and I didn't bring my computer because uh, sans Wi-Fi. And I decided to look as I sat in the chair and she started blow drying my hair I decided to look at Zillow that day, but I decided to change my settings to see which houses were posted in the last seven days within a certain uh, budget. 
and this house popped up and I had not seen it before. It was posted like two hours before I looked at it and there was something about it where I just felt as if I had to get in. The price was too good to be true. Well, I shouldn't say too good to be true. The price was manageable and it had what we needed. It had It said it was three-bedroom, two-bathroom. It's actually four-bedroom, three-bathroom. So first magical thing that happened is that I chose a hair salon without Wi-Fi, which I never do, and some reason I did this time, uh, which prompted me to look at Zillow, which prompted me to see this house first, and I got in first. So I got into the home first. I was there like two hours later. And then the second miracle that happened was that the house was listed on Zillow as a three-bed, two-bath, when in reality, the house was a four-bed, three-bath. So for home buyers, people put their, uh, what's it called? Their their, like uh, filters on Zillow, their search filters on Zillow to be exactly what they need and they want. And so for the people who were looking for four-bed, three-bath, this house didn't come up on their search request therefore eliminating a large part of competition from the game. So that was the second miracle that happened. I got there and uh, fell in love. It was really quick. My husband was not with me. He was working. And, uh, you know, that night we put in an offer. Me and my husband went back, checked it out, and there was something in me that just felt as if this was my home. And the entire process was so easy working with the agent. It was so relaxed. It felt like it was in flow. So we were about to submit an offer and I just had this gut reaction to increase our offer to our best and final offer to really make sure that the seller knew we were interested. I also understood that it was a flip. So they came in and they redid it and they were selling it. So this was a transaction that was going to be business oriented. It wasn't going to be emotional. The owners hadn't lived there for you know 50 years and they want a young couple to come in and raise their family. This was a getting get out quick for the seller and I understood that. And so that's the approach that I took. That's the kind of strategy was get them an offer fast and let them know we'll close quickly, best offer. And I put on my business cap in that sense where in the first house, I put on more of my emotional cap. And I remember sitting in the car with Adam talking to our agent and it was just like, stop, change the offer, go in higher, boom. And the next morning, our agent called us and said they accepted our offer, even though there were others on the table that were similar, that could have been better, they could have done a bidding war, et cetera. But the seller, for some reason, liked us and liked our offer. And I I can only attribute this to energy. I can only attribute this to the way I show up. And I know that sometimes, you know, I didn't meet the selling agent, I didn't meet the owner, but... I believe that energy can be felt via email, it can be felt via signed documents, it can it can be felt by the other person on the other end, and I believe this was the case. I mean, even my agent said, you know, this really feels as if this was kind of a God-orchestrated thing, especially in this market. It's very difficult to get your offer accepted, and the fact that we got it accepted so quickly, so easy, no bidding war, just hands down, let's move, was really a miracle. So... <laughs> It all felt synchronistic. Um, It all felt very easy. It all felt in flow. It didn't feel hard. And so that was 
the last week of December. And I don't know if you guys remember, but on this podcast and on my Instagram, I was really reflecting on 2021 as the biggest, most expansive year of my life with growing Scouts Agency 60% to a full-time team of five, to opening an office, to launching my best-selling book, to booking over 300 podcast episodes for over 40 of our female entrepreneur clients. I ended the year like a week before I found this home, I ended the year in a very, very deep awakening of abundance and what that means for me. I also was having this awakening into the fact that I can trust my desires and that within my desires, those are the cookie crumbs towards my purpose in this lifetime. And so as I was having this awakening and in such fucking awe of what 2021 gave me, so proud of my growth, so so grateful that I chose to feel safe in my emotions and take risks and invest in myself monetarily, energetically, the whole nine yards, spiritually, emotionally. I couldn't imagine anything more happening. (laughs) And then our, we got this offer accepted last week of 2021. And I just, I had this look on my face of, holy fuck, how does life keep getting this abundant? How does life keep getting this expansive? How does life keep getting this aligned? And 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 honestly, how how can life continue to surprise me? I thought that 2021 was over. And here I am, my off my offer on a home was accepted. Um it felt crazy and exhilarating. Um yeah, it felt crazy and exhilarating and I wanted, as I was sharing the end of my year, so much to scream, and my, I'm buying a home, but I really felt as if it was best to wait until it was official. So that's how I ended 2021. Obviously, we went through an extremely quick closing uh, escrow, whatever it's called, time frame. We closed in a little over than three weeks, which is which is extremely wild. Um, but so many more things started uh, occurring to me, like the fact that in this home, everything on our checklist that we wanted is in there and more. Things like I wanted a standalone tub, but I wanted a round tub, very, very specifically a round tub. In the home I'm in now, the tub is rectangular. And I love it. Don't fucking get me wrong. But I believe in this lifetime, we get to be specific with our desires. And I'm someone who is affected and loves detailed design. And so I wanted a round tub. This home has a round tub. Me and Adam have our separate master bathrooms. They built two huge master bathrooms. We each have our own. It uh, the master bedroom is away from where the TV room will be since Adam stays up later than me and I go to bed earlier. So the TV common area space has to be far away from where we sleep so we don't wake each other up at night and in the morning. I, I literally could go on floor-to-ceiling windows. There's a mid-century modern flare, which is our favorite. We have vaulted ceilings at a slight angle. We have a huge backyard. We have this gorgeous cacti it's huge, which me and Adam absolutely love. The landscaping is in our style. Everything about it is in our style. And then little things like the fire pit that we thought was just for staging, they're actually leaving there and it's ours. And that is the exact fire pit that Adam has been trying to get secondhand off this like auction site in San Diego for the past year and a half. So 
there just seems to be so many things, including angel numbers in bank stuff, which obviously I can't get into, including like, I can't get into it because it's confidential information, but um, synchronicities like you can't even imagine when it came to escrow and when it came to the lender and when it came to signing documents. Um, it's pretty magical. And so we closed last Friday, we closed and when we closed, I felt as if I had just been beaten up. I felt like a punching bag. I was like, I need to lay the fuck down. So one, before I get into the emotional roller coaster landscape and what I learned about myself through this process, I I do want to say that Adam and I are so incredibly happy and proud of this moment. You know, Adam and I I met, you know, I, I'll have him on the podcast, by the way, to tell our whole story, but I met Adam when I was 14 and we did date a little bit in high school and then we reconnected and started dating when I was 21. This September, we'll have been together for 10 years and through that, we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot of moves. We've been through a lot of growth. He has seen me through the depths of my mental illness. We've had to work on the ramifications of what my mental illness has done to our relationship. We have chosen each other every single day and we both believe that it is our sole mission to be together in this lifetime. And the fact that we used to split a Denny's meal for date, like we would go to breakfast for a date and we would split a Denny's meal because we had like no money and we're in community college and working oddball jobs to now buying this incredible home together to grow up with someone in that way and have that someone be your life partner is an extraordinary experience. One that I am humbled by and grateful for every single day. And so me and Adam have just been like, remember when we slept on your friend's couch for a couple of days together? Or remember when we would split Denny's because we wanted to save money? And remember like all of our stories of being young, broke and scared and in recovery from my bipolar, from his addiction. It's, it's just buying this home. There's the testament that I hold within myself of 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and couldn't hold a minimum wage job and was told by psychiatrists and therapists that there was a potential that I wasn't going to be able to function in society to buying my first gorgeous home in a crazy market in the city that I love with everything on my manifestation list and more at the age of 30 is a miracle that I that I am worshiping, that I am standing at the altar of, that I recognize so incredibly, so fully. And the fact that me and my husband are doing it together, the fact that we have grown up together over the last 10 years and are taking this step of being homeowners, it feels as if we are entering, you know, we, it's like when you get married, it's official, but I feel like buying a home together creates an even bigger tie between the two of you. So uh, when we posted that we bought the home on Instagram, the amount of DMs and comments was amazing, you know, congratulating us. I am just so grateful that all of you feel the excitement that I feel for my life because when I look at other women on the internet that are achieving milestones, following their dreams, celebrating themselves, I too get excited for them. So 
to know that my community is one that celebrates one another is really special and, and definitely intentional on my behalf. So thank you for everyone who commented and DM'd and wished us well and congratulations. It, it really, really means a lot. This is definitely a milestone that um, me and my husband will never forget. And the last magical synchronicity is that we are moving into the home this Thursday. We will sleep our first night in our new home on Thursday. And on Friday, we will wake up our first morning in the house is our our four-year wedding anniversary, Um, which is like, (sighs) you can't make this shit up. You know, we're literally spending our first day in our home on our four-year wedding anniversary. So just (laughs) really grateful for how life comes together. Yeah, really grateful for how life comes together. And there's a whole other part of this that I want to discuss, which is the breakthrough, not the breakthroughs, the breakdowns that happened this month for me. I know that, you know, you can always count on me to celebrate and be in awe of life and of my strength and of God and of the world around us and find the beauty. And I'm also one to tell you that getting here was not easy. And I like to talk about the parts that were uncomfortable and challenging for me because I do really believe that through the breakdown is the breakthrough, that through alchemizing pain, we find beauty in this lifetime. And so buying this house came with some pain. First, I went into the toxic side of my masculinity pretty quickly, which is being highly impatient. Uh, I felt completely out of control in the escrow process because I was not in control. I was waiting on the appraisal to be approved. I was waiting on the loan to be approved. I was waiting on the inspection to be approved. I was waiting then on the funding to clear all of these things. And so with every single step of the way, I felt as if my fate was not in my hands. And that's not a great place for me to be in. It's why I'm an entrepreneur, which I understand is a shadow part of it. I want control. I want control over my life and the timeline and my fate and my destiny. And so this whole process was a very large exercise in surrender, a very large exercise in giving up control and having faith. Now, that doesn't mean I felt that this last month. I feel as if just the emotional, physical stress of, do I have the home? Do I not have the home? Is it going to go through? Is it not going to go through? Can I get excited? Can I start making plans? Can I purchase a new bed? Can I start sending stuff to the house? That was difficult for me because I'm someone who jumps literally head in Uh, to anything that I want to do. I don't half-ass things in my life. I give them 150%. But when there's something that you can't give 150% into yet until you get an approval from an external source, uh, you know, you go a little crazy. And so it was the combination of not being in control as well as obviously putting down the biggest financial investment of my fucking life uh, taking on the daunting responsibility of home ownership, existentially realizing that I am quite the adult and sitting there and realizing that I keep adding responsibility to my plate. I'm hiring at Scouts Agency right now, which will bring us to six full-time 
employees on the team, including myself. I'm buying a home. I have an office lease. You know, I I recognize that I, I do things big and sometimes I do things very quickly. And I, you know, that has served me in so many ways that 150% in, that impatience, that get after it, that go, 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 that jump in. I have an intensity to me that I don't show many people because one, I don't think many people want to live in my intensity. And and two, I suppose I'm a little bit ashamed of it, although I love it. I love living in it. It's quite fun for me. But when I am not calling the shots, the intensity, that energy has to move somehow because I cannot go and order the, the, the couch that I want or the bed that I want or get the movers and straight it, you know, in order until I hear the final clearance, that excitement and that pent up energy of wanting to create and act and do things and produce needed to be moved and and I wasn't moving it. And so I was sitting in levels of intense anxiety. I was doubting myself the past two weeks. Was this the right move? Why why did I, you know, get an office and a home and I'm hiring someone at Scott's agency? Why do I put things on my plate at the same time? Why do I look at life in the eye and say, grow me and grow me fast. Why can't I just sit and enjoy the phase that I'm in? And I realized that one, that narrative makes the way I am wrong. I am naturally a generator in human design. I am naturally a creator and a producer. I naturally have a lot of internal mental energy that I need to work out. And I work it out through work, through my businesses, through this podcast, through my book, through growing a team, through decorating an office, through buying a home, etc. And so the place that I need to work on is not making the intense, generating, producing, creative part of me wrong, but rather understanding that while I love to live in that, I don't always have control. In fact, obviously we all know we don't have a lot of control in our lives, but I have to learn to be okay to feel at peace, to be grounded in in phases of my life, in experiences in my life where I am not in control because that is a lot of life. And so with this pent-up energy of I'm not in control, I can't move forward on my own timeline, I'm waiting for other people, which is my goddamn nightmare, and I'm also taking a really, really large financial uh, move, this next financial move, putting down a down payment and a mortgage and taking on that responsibility. Since I was not adequately moving that energy and settling that energy and grounding into the peaceful side of me, even with my daily meditation and movements, um, the stress got to me and I, I went catatonic last week. And for those of you who are unfamiliar, uh, I suffer from conversion disorder, which is something I haven't talked about so much. It's um, people with mental illnesses can also have conversion disorder, which is essentially a psychiatric and neurological disorder that stems from your mental illness where you experience neurological symptoms when your emotional capacity gets too high. And the stress and anxiety made me catatonic, which is where my cognitive and my motor skills slow down. And I don't feel, one, I can't process like I normally can. So, you know, hearing pieces of information, making decisions within the business, 
writing an email, etc., becomes extremely daunting and confusing. I get quite cognitively confused. And at one point I did stop moving for 30 minutes. My my body went, you know, paralyzed, which has happened to me many times in the past. And then I started beating myself up, you know. I'm finding out if I'm going to own a home this week and here I am catatonic and numb and exhausted and stressed and anxious and then I was mad that I wasn't feeling the feelings I wanted to feel to match the external circumstance that was going on and that's a spiral that didn't need to happen and added fuel to the fire. So I worked through all of these things. I doubled down. I cleared my calendar. I spent more time with me. I boxered my coach. I meditated twice a day instead of once a day. I cooked. I did all of the nourishing things that I love to do because I needed to get myself back to baseline. I wanted to get myself back to baseline. And in those moments, I had to remind myself that my baseline, my energy, my passion, my cognitive skills, my mood will rise eventually. I will get out of this funk. And so I have gotten out of it successfully as I always do, but I'm taking away from this experience the, I suppose, putting it on my radar that my need to control can overstimulate my body when I feel as if I am out of control. And that's a lot of root chakra work that I get to do. That's a lot of grounding work. That's a lot of surrendering and trust work that I get to continue to deepen and to experience. Um, Being in limbo isn't ideal. um, So that's something else that I have to learn how to anchor in within to find inner peace within when things are chaotic around me. I also get to accept that I am in this game of growth, that the purpose of my life is to grow and expand and create and build. And so in order for me to live out that purpose, I definitely need a lot of doubling down on self-care, mental health care, and um, nourishing my body, mind, and soul so that all of my dreams can come to fruition in the way they they are desperately trying to come to fruition. And that intense part of myself is something that I get to accept. Also, the biggest takeaway, <laughs> they say this in AA, um, in the 12-step program. I am not sober, but my husband is, and so I've been to many AA meetings. They say, It works if you work it and it's worth it. And I think looking back on the last 10 years of my life, being where I am today, I just can confidently say that it works. It works if you work it and it's worth it. That doesn't mean that working on yourself and having dreams and growing and itching away at your dreams is not hard and challenging and painful. A lot of the times, because it is, it just means that this life that we choose, and I know that you choose this life because you're listening to this podcast, this life that we choose of playing big, of stepping outside of our comfort zones, of bringing our dreams to reality into this physical world is not an easy game to play and we are not here to play an easy game. It's okay that it's hard. It's okay that it takes you years. It's okay that the challenges that you go through feel like you cannot defeat them, but I promise you that you can. 10 years ago, I was admitted to a hospital 
They told me that I was a threat to myself and society. I couldn't even go to the bathroom without a security guard. My parents couldn't even drive me to the inpatient hospital. I had to be escorted and strapped down on a stretcher via an ambulance. Today, I am a homeowner. I am a business owner. I'm the host of two podcasts. I'm a best-selling author. (laughs) And I'm fucking fulfilled. I'm a fulfilled, proud human being who looks around and sees the magic and the beauty regardless of the pain. In fact, I embrace it. And so this journey that we're on of emotional resilience and emotional growth and emotional intelligence and and emotional intuition is one that never ends and I don't want it to end because if it ends, that means I'm not living anymore. And so I'm proud of myself. And if you are listening and you want anything that I have today, if you want some part of my story to be your reality, remember that it took me 10 years to get to this point. Give yourself time. Accept discomfort. Know that you are safe in your emotions and choose to play the biggest game of your life no matter what. I hope this episode has landed with you in the perfect timing that you need it. I hope that it gives you the courage to chase after your dreams and purpose. If you are so willing, I would be honored if you would text this episode to a friend, if you would rate the podcast five stars and write a review, and follow me on Instagram at Scout Sobel. Over there, you can find links to sign up for my newsletter, which is also in the show notes, and get involved in all of my offerings from Scouts Agency to OKSIS podcast to this podcast. If you're looking for a deeper dive of my work, you can find my debut book, The Emotional Entrepreneur on Amazon. I am so appreciative you are here and I will see you on the next episode.